I'm going to try to be quiet because PJ Armstrong, let me tell you, let me tell you two things. Number one, the Celtics just won on the buzzer. Number two, my girl's mad because she got woken up. We here, game seven, the Boston Celtics, three nothing down in the NBA playoffs, have now tied the series and we go to game seven in Boston with a clutch putback from Derek White at the buzzer. <laughs> I really thought it was all over. Jimmy Butler hit those three free throws to give the Heat the lead with three seconds left on the clock. So dropped their play. Marcus Smart gets it. He was their best shooter all game. Misses, but Derek White, they stay joking about his hairline, but he delivered. Talk to me, BJ. Talk to me. Well, I, like I said, let's let's get to game seven. You know, when you start a series, Bo, you, you have to prepare to play seven games. So this is how it should end. And it's been an incredible series. And if there's anything you should learn about resiliency and you have to, you know, you, 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 you have to continue and you have to stay in the fight. And for all the young players and young coaches, you know what, that, that's why you play the game. And everyone likes to talk about this and that and other things. But this is just another example of staying in the fight, being a resilient group. And more importantly, you know, if, if anything worthwhile is achieving, it's going to be tough. So this is about as tough of a route that you can go. I don't suggest that anyone does this. However, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. And we as fans, we've been treated. I mean, this is a very historical event. Okay. I can't recall, and I don't know what the what it, what it says. I can't recall where there's gonna be a game seven down 0-3 in a series, and it's gonna be played at home. I mean, it's the first time ever. Yeah, this is the first I, time I, I, ever. I can't recall off the top. There's only know? there's it's only ever been three before. I think the most recent one was Dallas versus Portland when Dirk was on the team. But this is the first one where it's gonna be game seven at home. Okay, so this is very historic. So, Mo, I want you to get your rest tomorrow night and be ready for Monday because, you know, what we're going to have an opportunity to watch something that we've never seen before. Okay. And it's an amazing, amazing, you know, I think it was Pat Riley who said it best. Coaching is misery. It's misery because <laughs> there are highs and then there are lows. And right now, if you're the Miami Heat, I can't think of a more miserable way to lose. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna take some time, right? I don't there there isn't there isn't a, a game plan now. There isn't what we need to do. There isn't any adjustments now. It's just a matter of coming out there and performing. And give the Miami Heat guys credit, especially their role players. They really they played well. the game. They Duncan Robinson and, and Caleb Martin and those guys, they really came in, did a terrific job. You don't always shoot well, but Jimmy Butler found a way. Bam found a way. And and the Boston Celtics found a way. So we're in for a treat, my friend. Great job. And uh, what can you say? So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing game seven. The the Celtics finally beat the math. They only shot 20% from behind the arc today. Marcus Smart and Derek White were the only players to hit three pointers for the Celtics, and they actually won the game. It's yeah. baffling to me. You know, um, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo had horrendous games. Jimmy figured it out in the last few minutes of the fourth. He he did a great job of attacking at Rob Williams, 
to draw fouls, get to the free throw line and get his rhythm back. And then we saw him take control down the stretch for Miami. But before that, he was having an absolutely horrendous game of basketball. Bam Adebayo, all-star. You need more than that if you're the Miami Heat looking at Bam Adebayo, right? But for the Celtics, not hitting their threes all game. They did a great job in the first half of attacking the paint. The Heat were letting them drive with their strong hand as well. Tatum and Brown were both driving to the right-hand side. And then Tatum was also cooking in the mid the mid-post area. And then the second half begins and they go away from that and they revert back to shooting bad three-point shots, sidestep threes, contested threes. And they let the Heat back into the game. They had a 10-point lead with four minutes remaining and the Heat got back into it. The key for me that really won the Celtics this game, although they won it with an offensive rebound from Derek White, it was the offensive rebounding of Jalen Brown. He had five huge offensive rebounds, some of them down the stretch, that kept the Celtics able to be in a position to win this game. And Jalen Brown played most of that game, well, pretty much all the second half with four fouls and the Miami Heat were trying to target him to get him to pick up more fouls. The Celtics did a great job of pre-switching to keep him out of foul trouble. I need to take a minute and just take a breath because that was an intense game of basketball <laughs> from the, from the moment it tipped off to the final buzzer. It was intense. Listen, Caleb Martin, not enough good things to say about this guy. Duncan Robinson. I know he missed two big shots down the stretch, but his contributions have been absolutely huge for Miami. Um, throughout this entire playoff run. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess doing their thing. Rob Williams, huge factor. You know, he went off injured and spent some time back in the locker room. And I think had he not done that, the Celtics would have had a bigger lead and maybe the ending of the game was a little bit more comfortable. But also Al Horford turning 37 in a week. That block he had on Bam Adebayo, man, absolutely crazy. The thing that I've got to give the Celtics the most credit for in this game is they locked off the paint completely. Miami could not score inside the paint. They had a real tough time. And if it wasn't for their role players hitting threes, it would have been a devastating game for the Miami Heat. Having been such a close game, though, the momentum, you talk about Big Mo, not me, the momentum. <laughs> Though I'm the real Big Mo, but that's a whole other story. Who's the momentum with? Because the Miami Heat must be taking some confidence with. We couldn't score in a paintball game and we were still in position to win it. And it was a miracle buzzer beater at the end that beat us. Well, you know, the, the one thing, being a former player, you're very resilient. And this game, as you know, it could have gone either way. So I I would I would say on the outside looking in, now the momentum now favors the home team, and that would be the Boston Celtics. However, Mo, it, it's very difficult to beat a team two times in a row, let it, you know, let alone four times in a row. And that's what the Boston Celtics are attempting to do with another win here. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be highly contested. It's going to be a game now where the there's some positives that both teams can take from this, right? The first half of the Boston Celtics was terrific. I thought the Boston Celtics did some nice things there late, early in the fourth quarter. You know, they struggled. You wanted a to know late. if you wanted to know if they could grind out a win without scoring threes at forty percent. Well, I, uh, well, we talked about that. You and I talked about that. That 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 was the key. They had to answer that question because the Miami Heat. That's been their formula. So we know now. 
what the we know what the recipe is. This is the first time, in my opinion, that the Boston Celtics have shown that they can win a game and they don't have to shoot well from three. We would think, Mo, but this is a game seven, a historical game seven, that they would shoot better at home. Okay. That crowd is going to be terrific. I feel like you and I should be in the building. Man, I would I would do anything to get to Boston for but that game. It's going to be tough. If you're asking me, I'm going to say the Celtics should win big. They should win big. Okay, they they should win big. And the reason being because, Mo, they, they have shown now that they can win without shooting threes. If they make threes and they make 10 or more threes, if they make over 15 threes, it's a wrap. But if they should make over 10, I think they win by 8 to 10 points. But if they make 15, I think this game gets out of hand because it almost got out of hand here this evening. Okay, yeah, they, they only went, made I think seven they threes the entire game. Yeah, I think they went up 13 or something like that. And again, like I'm saying, I'm just watching the game. You know, I'm not looking at the stats. But phenomenal job. I, I, I loved how Miami played. I mean, they hung in there. I love it when teams hang in. You go, okay, we're not playing well. Hang. And they kept hanging. They kept hanging. They kept getting stops. They changed up their defense. They started pressing late, dropping to a zone. I mean, they were just trying to search for anything. Get Duncan Robinson in. Gabe Vincent, get us going. Kyle Lowry just changed the momentum of the game. And it stayed in. So Miami should feel good about this. Why? Because their two best players did not play particularly well. Now you're, you've given them, to me, a phenomenal task, which is they have to play well on the road. Because I don't know if you're going to get that type of effort again from your role players. Maybe, but I don't know if you can. I mean, that's, I mean, Caleb Martin, I mean, wow. I mean, he was, he was, he was simply, I mean, he was sensational. He, he, he really did a, he did a terrific job. So, but here we are, Mo, game seven, who would have thunk, you know, so you and I, so you know what, you picked the heat in six. I picked the Heat to win. I picked the, the 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 Celtics to win it. I couldn't tell you that I was picking the, this way to win it, but here we are, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. You know, the Heat did a great job tonight of being disciplined with the ball. Only five turnovers in the entire game compared to twelve from Boston. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the magic mm-hmm. number for last year. Four, if they had two more turnovers and hit that fourteen, they would have lost this game. They only won by one point. So it's going to be interesting to see if Miami can stay disciplined on the road in terms of not turning the ball over like they did in the last game that was in Boston. I do think Jimmy Butler has to show up and give a historical performance. He got, he got cooking late in this game. Got a swagger back because he looked timid throughout the first three quarters of this. There were times when he would be under the basket and passing the ball up. Ben Simmons-esque possessions. I didn't want to say it. No, I knew he'd no. Always but, it out. But, 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 he looked scared. Here, here. No, no, he he wasn't scared. I, he wasn't scared. I, I don't agree with that. But, you know, you, you I understand why you would say that. Earlier in the series, the pump fake that Jimmy Butler utilizes tends to throw people off. It's kind of like a herky jerky. Like there aren't many guys like, that drive the drive the ball hard to the basket and then pump fake. And he and he's strong. So Jimmy Butler is a terrific athlete. He's driving hard. He can play through you. 
And then it's all, you know, normally guys who pump fake aren't like terrific athletes. Normally guys who pump fake aren't the best of athletes. That's why they pump fake. Well, Jimmy Butler utilizes the pump fake. And I think just the like Celtics have finally, yeah, I think the Celtics have finally caught on and utilizing the discipline to stay on the ground. I, I noticed that early in the game. Yeah. So that they I weren't falling they, for it. They've thrown Jimmy off. See, I think they've thrown Jimmy off. That's what I think is happening. Because Jimmy goes to the basket, this guy drives, and then he pump fakes, and he's patient, okay? Patience is a key to being a terrific offensive player. I think the Celtics have caught on to this, and they've they've said, hey, guys, when Jimmy drives to the basket, just stay on the ground. And they're all doing it, and they're playing defense from behind now. I think it was Tatum or somebody blocked the shot from behind. Because they're utilizing their discipline and and they're doing a great job of contesting at the rim and not fouling. They're doing it. That, that's what they've really improved on. Could play defense at the rim when the guys drive, but don't foul. And they've done a great job of that. Derek White, I think, had a one. He had a sensational block. Al had a terrific block. There's that. They, they had some great plays. So I think now Jimmy Butler rhythm got thrown off because of this change and now we're going to see jimmy butler if he's going to make well, an adjustment in what he's going well, to do because he got yeah, to the foul like, line like logically speaking all he's got to do is just go up first time now and not pump fake it's a game of cam out he goes back to doing that then they got to start falling for it and then we back mm-hmm, we're going in circles mm-hmm. with it do you think what are the adjustments do you think either team can make, or do you think game seven is just all we're the just adjustments are out, out the window? Go. No, no, you, exactly. you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta make shots. I mean, you just gotta make shots now. Now it's about making shots. The Celtics, I thought, in the in the second half and the second part of the fourth quarter, they fell back into the same rhythm that they normally play. They walk the ball up the court. Yep. They can't beat five versus five in half court versus the Miami heat. And I know Jason Tatum is, he had it going there in the first half and, and he had 21, 21 in the first half, 10 in the second half. But again, I hope they look at the tape and say the only way that they can run productive or be productive in the half court is to push the ball up the court and play with a, a pace that they don't traditionally play with because Jalen Brown is the only one that goes off the catch. Everyone else likes to play with it and do their thing. Few dribbles, yeah. <laughs> so I think they have to play fast. Like they were playing in the first half, like they were doing for the most of the game, but they did. They got comfortable in particular. There was a play that said it all to me in the, about the Boston Celtics in the second half, they get a nice defensive stop and Marcus smart turns the ball over on a travel and they had an advantage walking going up the mm-hmm. court. It was just that Marcus just got very casual. It was kind of like, oh, here we go again. Get a shot up. Even if you missed the shot, get the shot up. But Marcus Smart has to be he, he he can't get casual with the basketball. And that that is the one thing that you they have to be careful of. But other than that, great job, great game. And uh, I got to get my rest more. I feel like uh, you know, this was. A, <laughs> you feel like you was a good game. Play. Yeah, it, it was. It was a good game. I mean, I, I tell you what, man, what what a treat! This is like one of those games 
that they should replay over and over again for quite some time. What a great game. All-time classic. All-time classic game that we had there. Uh, the irony is Miami killed the Celtics on the offensive glass, 17-12. However, the Boston Celtics got it done when it mattered. But one thing you do notice is Miami going to that zone does open them up to offensive rebounding because you don't really box out guys mm-hmm. how you would on a man-to-man defense. How can they counter that going into the next one? Well, you know, they're just going to do that to break up the rhythm. You, you know, let's just, you know, we just have to say this. The individual talent is far superior on the Boston Celtics. So the 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 Miami Heat are going to have to do a variety of things and the, and give them credit. They're fighting for everything. But I, I, I don't I, right now they're Miami is just down. They don't have the manpower. I don't think Kevin Love even played tonight. No, they replaced so, him in the starting lineup with Caleb Martin. Spo went yeah, all in so, with his best five. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, when you look at what they're doing, I mean, what they play, seven, eight guys. Um, You know, Cody Zeller played a couple minutes. Yeah, he got absolutely cooked. They got him out as soon as they could. Yeah, uh, so Jimmy Butler played. Jimmy Butler played almost the entire game. Bam Adebayo played 40 minutes. Uh, Jason Tatum played 44. Derek White and Marcus Smart both played 42. So, you know, the, the, the tiredness is wearing on these legs. I just wonder if Jimmy Butler has the legs for that game seven then. Well, he doesn't have because a choice he, at this point. You know, he's he looked tired throughout this series. Well, you know, hey, so be it. But you know what? I'm not worried about that. He'll figure it out. The adrenaline will be pumping. It will be rocking and rolling there in, in, in the TD Garden in Boston. And what, a, what a, I mean, it's a treat. I, I'm just excited. It should. This is how I was hoping that this series would end up. Not, you know, the one team wins three and then the other team wins three. I was just hoping that we were going to get a great series. And we have. We've been, this has been a real treat for us. Shout out to Joe Mazzulli. He's made some great adjustments in particular in the defense against Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. That's led to their struggles. He's also done a better job of calling timeouts that we discussed before. But some of them today, you notice it was like Marcus Smart calling the timeout. But he's lucky they won because, boy, they had a possession where Jason Tatum blocked Jimmy Butler and it was a clean block and he didn't challenge. And then he challenged a possession where Al Horford fouled Jimmy Butler. And upon that challenge, the ref said it was an unsuccessful challenge. And not only that, it went from being two free throws, which would have tied the game to three free throws, which gave Miami the lead with three seconds left. And the important part about that is upon the review, even though they upgraded the free throws, they added 0.9 seconds to the clock. It went from 2.1 seconds left shooting the free throws to three seconds left shooting the free throws. Had the clock remained at 2.1 seconds, that Derek White game winner would not have been a game winner. So it's interesting. It's interesting, BJ. (laughs) This game seven, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. I know the crowd's Mm going to be hyped. I know the players are going to show up. I just need Jason Tatum and the Celtics to stay aggressive in attacking at the basket and not settling for these three-point shots. And because it's Simo, so did you just admit that you're rooting for the Celtics? Did you just admit this right now? I'm, I'm always rooting for them. I think Miami will win, but I'm always rooting for the Celtics. <laughs> oh, oh, I just want to make sure. I, I just I'm always sure. rooting for them. But, I oh, mean, okay. Jimmy Butler can't have another terrible game. I mean, it's just a matter of time before he drops 40, 47, let's say. 47 in game seven. That's what I'm seeing. Because game seven, you just got to go to a place where no one else can go. And you know Jimmy can get there. But we're going to have to see. Yeah. We're going to have to see, BJ. Um, I'm not even going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to be able to eat. Game seven. 
I know the Denver Nuggets are looking at this like fantastic. They're tiring each other out. So whoever we get to play in game one is toast. So <laughs> Nikki Leoki just riding a horse somewhere in a mountain, loving life right now with his week off. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Can the Boston Celtics make history as the first team to ever come back from a 3-0 lead? Or can the Miami Heat, as the eighth seed, become the first ever playing team to get to the NBA Finals? Either way, it's a historic Eastern Conference Finals victory. Let me ask you this, though. I was thinking about this. If the Miami Heat do win this series, who do you think would win the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, the trophy that they give out now? Because Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler will probably win it off the name, but it should be Caleb Mine. No, I think it's Jimmy Butler. I think it's Caleb. Caleb Mine's kept them in this game. In the, in the last two games, he showed up and Jimmy didn't. So that's what I'm going to say on that. Mm-hmm. But we hear... Let us know your predictions for Game 7. Hit us up in the Discord. The link is in the description. We have some great conversations in there. Or hit us up on social media. BJ, give me a scoreline prediction for Game 7. Celtics big. Big? How big? Big. Like 20. We've got Jimmy Butler hitting the game winner. You heard it here first. I actually tweeted about 25 minutes before the end of the game that Jimmy Butler was going to hit the game winner. When he hit those three free throws to give Miami the lead, with three seconds left, I was like, oh my God, the self-fulfilling prophecy has come true. But shout out to Derek White. Keeps the season alive. <laughs> shout out to him. Shout out to him. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to, um, let me get, let me pull it up right here. I want to give a shout out to Zach Emmanuel. He tweeted me saying, he's a Celtics fan. He just woke up his pregnant wife when Derek White hit the game with her. And I said to him, you have to name your child Derek White. That's the rules. So <laughs> congratulations to Zach Emanuel on becoming the new father to Derek White <laughs> Jr. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to the Celtics fan because that was an emotional roller coaster. Um, and I'm sure it was for Miami Heat fans too. But they did well to stay in the game with their superstar struggling. So we're going to see who shows up for Game 7. Which version of the Celtics is going to show up? Which version of Jimmy Butler is going to show up? There's only one place where you can get all the information you need, and that is the Hoop Genius Podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the show. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Subscribe, because we'll be back breaking down Game 7. We've got a day off now to try and rest, prepare ourselves mentally, emotionally. We're not even playing the game. I don't know how the players are going to do it, but uh, let's see. The teams fly back to Boston, and then it's all on the line. Winner takes it all. Winner will go home. Game seven, no two better words in sports. We'll see you in the next one. Get buckets.